And now, your hosts, Rick Flieger and Rick Briggs. Welcome back to the Asylum Fantasy Sports Show here on the Asylum Fantasy Sports Network, AsylumFantasySports.com. We are Flieger and Briggs. Welcome back. Here we go, Rick. Week 10, buddy. Go time, baby. Unbelievable. I, I It doesn't seem that long ago. We were talking about... We were having mock drafts, and right. we were talking, you know, trying to get people straight on their drafts, and here we are now. It's almost over. Yeah, it, it's incredible. Quite frankly, I can't wait for it to be over. It's wearing me out. Well, it's been it, a rough year. It does get tiring. And and it, name a guy who's not hurt all the time this year. It's been a complete and utter disaster, and, and that's all we have. We're basically going to have an hour of injury updates here once again. But we are coming to I don't you. think we'll cover them. Oh, all right. Let, we'll let them figure them. that all out right. for themselves. Good, good luck, dummies, <laughs> is what Rick Briggs has to say. <laughs> Rick's just pushing buttons. He can't even see the, see the software fun. here. So coming to you live from the haunted attic of a barn studio where it is approximately 14 degrees right now. It is. This is the Asylum Fantasy Sports Show. Hit us up on Twitter. It Get ready for this slant at the Asylum Posh Penthouse Studio. Where it is 14 beautiful. degrees. Harrisville, Pennsylvania. And Brought haunted. to you by Haunted. <laughs> oh, you know, we're going to have to have a dedicate a whole show to... Your stupidity and believing. It's not stupidity. It's real. <laughs> it's it's real. Show me one. Well, they're not going to show themselves. Why? You say just, they do. You're going to keep talking junk, and they're just going to dump something on your head one day is what's going to happen. No, they're not. They're here, Rick. They're here. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I can sense it. There's an energy in the room you, you can just feel. You couldn't sense anything. Well, I can't sense anything now because I'm frozen from the nose down, but at some <laughs> point when I got in here and it and was And you're warmer, numb from the nose up. <laughs> Which is his normal state of well, you know his you know being. Well, that that one has nothing to do with the other. No. I'm certain, but the, the cold doesn't help the synapses fire. Hey, did Rick. you see who got some playing time last last I week? I did. I tried to get it loaded in this new board, Rick, and I <laughs> I, I I don't have it with me. I will have that. I on wonder Sunday. if that. I want to thank Scott Fish for giving us up to the second updates of every carry J I J E had yeah. at Asylum Football on our Twitter page. I wonder if our buddy still listens. I but, hope not. He's you know, a dick. You know, <laughs> I just you have to expect more. Do you? You know what I hope happened is you remember in the Tom and Jerry cartoons and the Bugs Bunny. I, I don't want a guy to get seriously hurt, but when they step on the rake and it bumps up and yeah. whacks him in the forehead, that's what I hope happened to that douche. Because he's the typical listener, which is why we're not millionaires yet. Because there are so many fantasy guys. I think you are remiss in not understanding how to pronounce J Ajayi's name. Because nobody cares, man. Nobody <laughs> he cares. sucks. Yeah, it's it's just that simple. And so does fantasy football. Yeah, I was a little late on that one. But, yeah, I'm guessing he doesn't listen anymore. We pretty much uh, ruined it for him. I think he's – and that's good. He doesn't Bravo. get it. And Bravo. I think you told him online, you don't get it, don't listen anymore. Exactly. Is basically what you told If you, you don't him. like our brand of humor, please leave. Right, yeah. Because we love it. Yeah, because it's not going to change. No, I, it, it won't stop. Any, any jerk can I sit here, pull up NFL.com and read the stats to you. Let's uh, – Let's analyze those stats, number one, and have a little fun, number two, and maybe not necessarily in that order. So jump right into it, Rick, here. Ben Roethlisberger, one to two weeks out with a mid-foot sprain. Yeah, we talked about it in our Fantasy Sports Network show. What's it mean for Brown? What's it mean for Bryant? We've got D'Angelo dealing with uh, some foot pain. What, what, what do you do with your Steelers this week after they single-handedly won you every league and every DFS matchup last week? 
I, you know, you still have to have Brown in there. You still have to have D'Angelo in there. You know, the last three weeks, Martavis Bryant, I, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but he's been under 50 yards the last under three four games. Catches, four catches or less, yeah. I believe, as well. And if I wonder you, what's up with that. I don't know. But point being, Antonio Brown's back, and you get him in there. Uh, D'Angelo, I, I just don't believe. We'd have heard more if it was something serious, I believe, with that foot. I think he's 32 years old. He is their – only chance, really, of a running game, I believe. Right. So, I, you know, it seems to me like they're just giving him some precautionary rest. Monitor it as we go along, but I think you start both these guys. You probably have more depth in your wide receiver core if you have Brian on your on your roster because he was suspended the first four games of the year. I might sit him this week. I think I sit him as well. There's just not enough to go around with Landry Jones. I think Heath Miller could be fine. He was, when we get to the stinky socks, boy, he was a letdown against that terrible Oakland defense versus the tight end. I think it was just it became such an Antonio Brown show. I'll say this first about D'Angelo Williams, Rick. I'm kind of with you. I'm just not concerned about it. We'd have heard of specific injury, not just foot soreness. Like to your point, he's thirty. What'd you say? Two years he's old. Thirty-two. Rick? Yes. So he's thirty-two years old. He's when's the last time? Maybe two thousand and nine. He carried a full workload. Right. Jonathan Stewart spelled him. There's been other folks there when he was in Carolina. He never carried a full workload. He's been a backup in all but two games this season. I think he's probably just sore. I'm thirty eight years old. I don't play in the NFL, and probably once in a mo- once a month, I have to scoot up the stairs from my basement to my bedroom on my butt because something is sore. This man just had twenty five carries, had a monster game against in the National Football League. I think it's going to be all right. Now, do you have any concerns? I was doing some research, Rick. Believe this or not, I was doing my homework. Because when I saw Ben Roethlisberger completely unable to put any any weight on that foot whatsoever, and then I find out late Sunday night, early Monday morning, that it was just a midfoot sprain, going to be a week, maybe two. They got to buy a week, one game probably at worst, two games. So I did a little homework on these midfoot sprains. Remember we dedicated one time years ago, about 45 minutes of a show on what in the world a Liz Frank was. Remember yes, that? I remember that. That's where this Liz you Frank is. You better believe is. it is. I have a little pause with this. We've seen these things linger worse than the high ankle sprain. This is another one of those injuries, this Liz Frank, or even a foot sprain. I heard a guy on local radio here. They had a doctor on one of the local sports shows. There is nothing, nothing you can do, even if it's just a sprain, to this midfoot thing. There's no rehab. There is no treatment. No. All that get, makes it better is time. Ben Roethlisberger's well into his 30s now, is he not? He's got to be getting close anyhow. I assume he's, what, 32, Probably. He's like not that? a teenager anymore. I just wonder if they're making too light of this. This being on the same leg as that knee is concerning to me. I just wonder long term what this means. This season, I don't. None of this is career threatening. I don't believe. 
But I'm not so certain we're gonna. He's gonna be fine against Cleveland, or he'll be out against Cleveland. They're gonna have the bye. He's gonna come back the week after the bye, take on Seattle, just get boat raced because they have to go to Seattle number one, and he is always horrific his first game back from injury number two. So then in that second game back, we're going to see what we saw here in Oakland last week. I'm not confident of that, Rick. I know. I, I it's uh... I, Liz Frank scurs <clears throat> me it, more than the ghost in this barn. Liz Frank well, scurs. And the thing is, a, a foot sprain. You know, you say, ah, it's a foot sprain. You know how many bones, ligaments, and tendons Tiny are, are in a foot? Tiny little yeah, things, too. That are carrying a 265-pound man and have to pivot and take all that. That is significant. And, you know, a, a foot sprain is... Yeah, you know, like you say, I mean, that's just one step away from like a Liz Frank or right. something like that's that. That's where the Liz Frank is in that midfoot. Right. And we have seen it. Who was it? Kevin, uh, what was his name? Played in uh, Detroit for, for a long Kevin Smith, maybe that's wrong. There was a running back up there who the every now and again when he was healthy just yeah. was gangbusters. And he got that Liz Frank, and we never saw him again. No. He disappeared. What was that kid's name? You didn't see a whole lot of uh, – Maurice Jones drew after right. his Liz Frank. Either, there you did go. You? Yeah, towards the end of his career, right? I just wonder if they're making. It's good news. They're saying one to two weeks. The Steelers are actually that they're doing this bit now, like they did the last two or three weeks of his knee injury, where they're not ruling him out for this Sunday. Ben's out this Sunday. Don't don't buy sure into he's that out. Hype, but he's Steelers out. like to do that though. He's out against Cleveland. Then the bye comes in at the perfect time. And, you know, maybe the two weeks will be enough for I'm going to give you a little quiz. Oh, I'm never not usually good at these. Can you give me? All right. Preferably in order. Oh, so it's not fact or fiction. The, to- <laughs> the top five <laughs> rushers of the NFL. Oh, God, this is going to be bad. Okay. I probably definitely can't do it in order, but okay, somewhere. Okay, where's your, uh, where, where, which one's which here? All right, here we go. Hold on. It is very professional as I turn the equipment around where Rick can get at it. Yeah, I can actually see it. Can you read that now? You see it? Yeah, I can see it. I got it. I got it. We'll turn those up for it. All All right. right. Top five rushers in the league. And I'll tell you what. I'll just give you a ding-ding if if you get one of the top five. It doesn't even matter in Oh, I only have to get one? Well, no. I mean, if it's – you don't even have to now, be I order. don't, unless last week's performance changed it dramatically. I know Devontae Freeman was up there at one time. Money. All right, so. He's at number two. Number two. So who would be number one right now? I'm, I'm just cycling through, and there's been so many injuries and so many missed games. This is just rushing, right? Just rushing yards. Because I don't want to have to throw Danny Woodhead in there. That'll mess every Adrian Peterson has to be up there, right? Somewhere. Number one. Number, oh, so I got one and two. All yeah. All right, but now there's three more. Three, four, and five. Tell you what, with missing all that time, I think it's been so good since then. Is Todd Gurley in the top five? Number oh, man, four. I'm on a roll. Yeah, number four. So I've got three and five as the ghosts are rattling stuff around underneath us here. So that's, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> all right, spinning through here, going town to town in my head real quick. You know, he had a horrible week last week, but I know he was in the top five going into last week. I'm going to say the muscle hamster, the dog, the dugger knot, Doug Martin. Number five. Number five. So I'm still missing number three. Yes. Though. So that's a big one. I'm missing the third one. Oh, 
Oh, going town to town, Rick. I am struggling. Is this an obvious one? Am I going to kick myself for not knowing it? You probably will. Mark Ingram. Damn. Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. That, Chris should, Johnson. that was obvious. You're right. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'll tell Who you what. Who predicted that one? In, I, well, how about in July when he was laying in a hospital bed with a bullet wound and not on a team? Exactly. However... Who picked up a lot of Chris Johnson stock you in a did. lot of these you, drafts? You bought all in, and I called that you an That was even old. before he was signed. Yeah, and I called you an old fool, and it yeah. turns out you were right on that one. Rick, Andrew Luck, three to six weeks, lacerated kidney and abdominal. Pain. Here we go Good again. Lord. <laughs> exactly. Didn't you say on the Fantasy Sports Network show somebody compared these injuries to what would happen to you yeah. in an auto accident? Exactly, yeah. I that, saw the hit. It it was a hard hit, but it was nothing dirty. It was nothing. Uh, it's a violent game. I guess. And there's a big, powerful men hitting each other. I don't remember, and, and you wonder what this means for the future of this league, is the league, and rightly so, has put such a heavy emphasis on head injuries. These are two major stars dealing with internal organ injuries that I don't ever remember. I'm sure it's happened plenty of right. times, but I don't ever remember reading this and seeing this before. No, I mean I can remember one, you know, one or two a ruptured spleen because well, they took spleen, a helmet, yeah. to, you know, a helmet to the midsection, that sort of thing. But I self-impaled myself with a hockey stick and busted up my spleen one time, so I can understand that one happened. Yeah, that's. Uh, of course, that was you. You were just skating and, you know, tripped and landed on it. I actually didn't trip. I was just going around the boards, and I did start to lose my balance a little bit, and I went to put my stick against the board so I didn't fall over and make a fool out of myself, and I completely impaled myself. Yeah, that was busted up, Busted up my spleen. It was no good. I bet. Hurt? I'll tell you that. I bet it did. Can you imagine what a lacerated kidney <laughs> would feel like? God, it's got to hurt. He threw a touchdown after that. Yeah. I mean, it's just... I tell you, you start messing with organs like that. That's dangerous yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's serious business. We make light of it, but that that's serious, serious business. You lacerate anything in there. I think you, when you talk about car accidents and you talk about internal injuries, if you get anything in there bleeding, that that's bad, bad news. You know? yeah, I, mean, that, I guess kudos to the doctors for catching this, but that that's scary business right there. Oh, there's no question about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's – well, you're an NFL player, so they MRI you from head to toe. Right, right. Probably after every game. It, it, you or I had to wait a week oh, and we yeah. bled to death. Yeah, we'd have to go to Canada to a vet <laughs> and pay $250 to get them to run one over you. Well, when I dealt – actually, not, the, not an indictment on the American health system. I don't think that's what anybody tuned in for. But everybody remembers two years ago when I missed – What a, did they tune in for? Uh, that's I mean, we're covering, this is what we do. We're co- <laughs> covering the world's problems, but, but damn it. back to speaking to my, my self-imposed injuries. I'm not back to that yet. My self-imposed injuries. Well, this is the point of the story. And remember, if everybody who's still listening, which I doubt we don't usually keep <laughs> listeners over, over periods of years, but if you were, and I missed that stretch of shows after I tore my ACL, and it was about six weeks from the time I tore it, and they told me it was just a sprain. Do they finally decided they could squeeze me in for an MRI? And oh yeah, sorry, we botched that one. So you're probably right. But in the NFL, they just I think you, they slide you through the tube on your way into the locker room, exactly, and wisely so. So what's this mean for you know T.Y. Hilton's been getting it together a little bit. Frank Gore didn't have big numbers, but really carried the load in that Denver game and outperformed expectations there. What's it mean for that division? I mean, the Tennessee Titans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texans, they're all right in this thing. 
Oh, I think it's wide open. Somebody's going to win this thing at seven and probably maybe six and ten. I mean, this is a disaster. <laughs> yeah, Can you imagine I mean, a six and ten division champion. There's going to be two teams. And they're at a home team. And, yeah, and there's going to be two teams at ten and six at home. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I believe this division is, is wide open. However, you know, for the Colts, I think it's very fortunate that they have 41-year-old Matt Hassel back there who was undefeated as a starter when Luck was out earlier in the year, actually pl- outplayed oh, Andrew certainly, Luck. Certainly. So, I mean, I think they're going to be okay as far as that goes. And, and matter of fact, it may slip. If, if how long can he do it? Can he do it for six weeks? As long as he doesn't take you know, any big hits. I heard some radio show, and they went into no detail, so I don't even know if it's true. But somewhere on some show, I heard them talking either last week or the week prior that remember the big news when Hasselback had that big game. It was a primetime game. I don't remember against who or if it was Sunday or Monday night where Matt Hasselback won that game for him and he was violently ill. Remember that? They thought right, he was yeah. going to be out. Uh-huh. That as of a week ago, Rick, he was still sick. They are still wow. doing tests to figure out what's wrong with him. I can only presume Matt Hasselbeck has a tapeworm or <laughs> or yellow fever or something. I don't know what's going on. How many games can he play before this catches up with him? That and the fact that he was he's basically a year and a half younger than you at this point. Can he he's great and probably better than any backup in the league for one or two weeks. Can he do it for a month? That's what I wonder about. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, but I mean, at least... Probably if he can get them 500 through this stretch, though, they win the division by three games. Yeah, I mean, at least, you know, at least it's a veteran presence. He knows what he's doing. He knows the limitations. He knows the offense. And I think the players trust him and and look to him as a leader. So, I mean, I think that helps them immensely going into a stretch like this without Andrew Luck. And let's face it, they're four and five. They got to buy this week. Uh, what Dallas or Dallas? Houston's three and five. Right. Jacksonville's two and five. And what's the other? Tennessee. Direct? Tennessee. I think's two and yeah, six. Yeah, they got or two or three. Like I don't remember what they have. So yeah, if he can hold them even at five hundred, you probably win the division rather easily. Now they get boat raced in the first round of the playoffs, regardless of who they play. True. They're going to play that first wild card that'll either be a healthy Steelers team or a Raiders team or a Jets team that's just going to come in, and any one of those teams is going to smack the hell out of him. Oh, I'm wrong. Jacksonville's two and six. Apparently. Uh... But they can hang yeah. another banner anyhow, made the playoffs because right. they hang those participation <laughs> trophies up at the uh, yeah. Lucas Oil Stadium yeah. there, so so they can get that one ready anyhow. Playoff participants. That's right. Yeehaw! All right, Rick, I do this just to uh, tweak you a little bit. Uh, where, where, how you feeling on Deshaun Jackson's return? He got through the entire game healthy. Struggled a little bit, but according to Deshaun, this wasn't his fault. He said, and I quote, I can't, I don't call the plays and I can't throw the ball to myself. That seems like a fairly reasonable argument. He certainly can't throw the ball to himself. No, he could, but, you know, he'd probably pat if he missed it. Or he'd tear his labrum throwing it. He's nothing but a cancer in a locker room. Get him off the team. Bench him on your fantasy teams. I can't stand the guy. You do hate him, and I say this just to goat you. I bring up his name <laughs> only to make you mad. But, uh, but yeah, we, we were just talking about before we went on air, a guy in, the, in our League of Consequence uh, continues to keep Michael Crabtree on his bench and starts to Sean Jackson last week. And uh, that didn't help his cause any. There's a lot of people. But he won. Lot, well, yeah, it's, I hate this league, quite frankly. There's a lot of people. 
who want to buy into a Deshaun Jackson, who want to look back to those three-catch, 170-yard, one-touchdown performances in Philadelphia. He may give you one or two of those at some point this year in Washington, but for me, Deshaun Jackson, personal feelings aside, I don't have the vitriol for him that, that you do, but personal feelings aside, this guy is not a viable fantasy option. Not at all. No, and, and he's always been extremely inconsistent from the Philadelphia days. And I, I, that's just the type of player he is. Right. I mean, you know, he's a Percy Harvin 101. I mean, he's he's a little better that way. But, you know, he's a dynamic, explosive player. But he never seems to deliver right. the potential or what you drafted him for, the price you paid to get him, et cetera, et cetera. He's just an underwhelming play. And he's a horrible teammate. And And he can't stay healthy. No, he can't. Because he doesn't practice. He doesn't participate in anything voluntary, as I do the air quotes in the offseason. He's always got these hammies, all these groin injuries, all these things that tells you he's not working off the field, he's not practicing, and it's going to happen again. Let's just say it get going good here for two or three games like it did last year. He's going to pull a hammy. He's going to tweak a groin. Something's going to happen because this guy doesn't do what it takes to be prepared to play in the NFL. This is a me-first guy. I'm with you on that one. I don't hate him as much as you do, but I get where you're coming from. Well, I'm not opposed to, you know, I mean, we've talked about this on the Fantasy Sports Network show that you can catch on, what is it, Saturdays at 1 o'clock or 2 yeah, o'clock in the Saturdays afternoon. Yeah, 1 o'clock Eastern, F- replayed at 9. Yes, exactly. You know, it's one thing, you know, we talked about the stupid plays of Mike Mitchell and Aqib Tlaib, mm. you know, the, you know, just. Aqib Tlaib play, come uh, on, yeah. man. Come on, man. Yeah, not so much that, but the Stevie Johnson, you know, the, the me first stuff. Look, I, I get it. I know what it is. But wait till the play's over, <laughs> okay? But anyway, getting back to Deshaun Jackson, I can appreciate the me thing. But this guy is just – I mean, I, don't, I really don't even know if, what he's about. Because it's about Deshaun is what he's about. But it's not even about Deshaun. I mean, he doesn't – if he just gets in a bad mood, he just quits. Oh, yeah, he goes. He quits on the team and just sits there. And, and I just don't understand that mentality. I mean, look, Antonio Brown, you know, he suffered through some games here with the Steelers when Ben was at – yeah, I mean, you know, we were talking about, you know, should you bench him during these, some of these shows? Right. The fantasy thing. You know, and, and he was he was upset over it. I mean, but he did never quit on the team. He did not quit being a teammate. And that is a difference between a professional football player. Right. And to me, just a bozo. <laughs> just a bozo. Well, let me uh, jot that down real <laughs> yeah. quick because I always look for, for that. Yeah, I agree 100%, Rick. All right, before we get to the balls and socks, this fresh across the wire, I am going to read you a quote from Packers head coach Mike McCarthy. I would say James is our number one back right now going into Detroit. He's earned that opportunity. I'm not a big believer in riding one back the whole season. We'll stay with a one-two punch, but James Starks is our number one this week. I was wow. just getting – you know, that was a, a topic of conversation – that we probably should have hit on earlier, even before this come out. I, I just mean, read it. Starks. Well, well no. Yeah, yeah. What I I'm get saying, what you're saying is, yeah. yeah. I mean, Lacey has been horrifying. 
Starks has outplayed him basically all year long. Right. And you and I have both been, you know, lacy apologists, if you will, saying uh, he'll um, get it going. Up James, until this last Sunday, James I was still there. Starks isn't a, Eddie Lacy, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? You Sorry. suck, and so does fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, he sucks, and you just traded for him. I did. Yeah. I got Mike Evans back. That was yeah. the real goal. It That's true. To get Mike Evans, I had to take Ed Lacy off his hands. But I'll tell you what, James Starks has outplayed him. And if you are an owner that haven't made trades and so forth, you paid a first-round pick for right. Eddie Lacy. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're in trouble. Boy, I'll tell you, there, there's Big one trouble. that went bye-bye. Right. A- absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, I you know. My concern is, you know, we talked about injuries. He was dealing with an ankle. He was dealing with a groin. The Packers now, in reading this story, I don't see directly who said it or if this is the author, it, this is his conjecture in this, but in this story where they're basically reporting Green Bay's concerns, here, here's the sentence. Lacey's fitness level is not up to the Packers' liking. Now, this is something a lot of folks, including us, have joked about, that he looked fat, and I sort of argued that away, that saying Jerome Bettis was a looked like a slob his entire career, and it worked out pretty well for him. For a long time, I fully expected him to turn it around. I'd have thought he'd have done it by now. I guess my question to you, Rick, and I ask you so I can take a minute to think about it, because I'm not certain either direction. Does this naming James Starks as the number one maybe give Lacey a kick in the butt? Is what he's lacking a kick in the butt, or is it a physical limitation, I think, is the question here. Well, okay, let's put it this way. If he's in the best shape that he can be in, right? then, okay, Starks is a better running back. But if what you say is true, you know, about, or or what they're saying, his his physical conditioning isn't up to standards, it should be a kick in the butt. Right. And he needs to... But it's too late for this season, right? Well, I mean, can he get himself in good physical condition in the next week and a half? Well, if you haven't gotten yourself in condition through nine right. weeks of the NFL season, right. training camp or preseason and training camp before happen. that, you're not going to get in yeah. shape. And it makes me wonder, maybe it is a physical limitation. How, how does a 20, what, 24-year-old man... Going through the rigors of an NFL right. season, By how are you? Fault you'd be in good. You're shape. not fat and out of shape. I right. mean, I, I I refuse to believe yeah, there's that. There's fat and in shape. We see that a lot in the well, NFL. Yeah, especially with like your linemen and so forth. You know, a lot of these guys. Go back to Jerome Bettis. There was guys like that who weren't the yeah the chiseled Adonises you often see. Well, there yeah. are doughy guys. But you could still be in shape. Oh, exactly. Still impose your physical will, which Eddie Lacy hasn't been able to do. Exactly. And, yeah, maybe there are some physical limitations to what he can do. I don't know. Well, I think we're going to find out the nice thing after all this talk about it. And I agree. I don't think we spent any time or very little time on it on this show. We spent basically the entire last week's uh, Fantasy Sports Network show discussing. It's come up a lot on Sunday. If this can be resolved... It's going to happen this week. You're at home, coming off two bad losses, playing a bad Detroit team. Now, you just got called out by your coach in public and said that this no-name journeyman is better than you, and we're giving him the ball first. If this isn't the kick in the butt, if he doesn't come out of this game, even if he only gets 10 carries, 8 carries, 
if he doesn't average six yards a carry and bust somebody over, because that's what I need to see. I don't right. think he's going to have the opportunities to put up big numbers. But if I don't see him bust somebody in the mouth, if I see him mealy mouth, one yard to carry nonsense again, then it's over. Yeah. We're going to know now. His physical conditioning isn't going to get any better this season. This is something we're going to spend a whole offseason talking about, I have a feeling, as this is a guy that was a top-five draft pick this year. What are we going to do with him next year? But for right now, that's not getting any better. So if he has the physical ability, this is going to answer that question. If he has the physical ability, which I think he may not, be it that he's out of shape or be it that he's injured, I don't know which, even for this argument, I will give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's not healthy. I don't know that that's true. I just want to give the kid the benefit of the doubt. So if he is physically able to do it, it's going to happen this week. So we're going to know, I think, coming out of this game on Sunday, what to do with Eddie Lacy from here on out. Yeah, I think so. I, I do. I mean, it's it's bears worth watching. There's no doubt about that. All right, well, let's move on, Rick. Why everyone is here, half an hour left. Game ball, smelly socks. Unless you got something else you want to talk about. Yeah, we'll we'll get on to something if we have to. I, mean, I got we, something terribly inappropriate. I'll have to be careful with it. It's something embarrassing that happened to me last week I want to talk about at some point. Like, what would you do? Believe it or not, as big of a hillbilly as you are, you're better with social graces than me. Okay. Oh, you want me to do it now? Well, I thought that's what you were doing. I was being very patient. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna wait till later if we wanted to keep it on fantasy. Well, let's do it in the middle here. This that's is just it. We can do whatever we want. All right. We have the damn mics. All right. I'm gonna be gentle with this. I don't think we this show goes over the air anywhere anymore. I think it's all online. But I'll be careful in case there's children's listening. Yeah. So I like was. Our, uh, what's our boy on the slant yeah i wonder where he's been he's been he's probably out there rolling undefeated and doesn't need us anymore that kid can play alex right alex yeah alex can play some fantasy football right so i took my daughter we have uh i think i've said it on the show a billion times i'm a pit basketball season ticket gotcha well they had their preseason open their exhibition game their season home opener uh last friday night uh, I've got nosebleed seats, but uh, Pitt hooked me up, upgraded me on the floor. So thank you to them. Thanks to my boy Troy in the ticket office who hooked me up. My daughter was very excited. And that becomes important here okay. later in the story. Troy. So, not Troy, but okay. the fact that I was sitting on the floor. Okay. Like on the floor, foot on the feet on the wood gotcha. Rick, the, on the floor. So... <laughs> So at some point, you know, you take you take your kids to the game. You're up every 15 minutes. She needs a snack. She's got to go to the bathroom. She needs this. She needs that. So at one point, we're up in the concourse, and I say, well, we're up here. I'm going to go in and go to the bathroom as well. So I'm in there. I do my business. And I don't know if this is me getting older or something. I thought I was done. I'm trying to be gentle with this. And I, I cinched everything back up. And it turns out I wasn't 100% done, if you understand what I mean. Not significantly so, but enough that when I got out into the bright lights of the concourse, it was fairly noticeable. And now I've got to walk down two levels, put my feet on the wood right beside the benches, and I've got a large... uh, a large uh, scarlet letter, if you will, <laughs> on, on my jeans. And then I didn't know what to do to cover it up. So would I have been better off just to roll with it or do what I did and take my hat off my head and walk around holding my hat over that spot and praying that it dried before the end of the game? Has this number one ever happened to you? Because I assume at this point you have some sort of prostate issues. And number two, how would you have handled that situation? Should I have left? I started to wonder, should I have left? Okay. 
Let me give you a little lesson in life. All right, this okay? is what I need. You right. Take advantage uh, of your age. Yeah. Now, number one, okay, this this is the first sign that you are starting to age. <laughs> right. Okay. I thought I was done for all <laughs> the world. <laughs> I did the requisite uh, nah, shake, okay. you know what I mean? But, okay, that's, that's a sign that you're getting old, okay? All right. Now, that is just the first sign. So so you really haven't come to, gra- to grips with the whole... This is the first time for me. S- well, no, I'm not even it's talking about It's never been that. an issue. I'm not even talking about that physical Oh, I know mishap. I'm old. I'm going to be dead any day now. No, no, I no. No, you really... No. See, that's where you you have to listen to my wisdom. Oh, all right. Now. I'll step back. Because you, you really hear. don't right. have, have come to grips with the fact that you're aging. And the reason I know this is because... When you went out there and noticed your little mishap, right? you take your hat off and cover whatever you were doing and this, that, right. and the other, basically drawing attention to yourself, That's walking, what I was walking around like a boob, okay? Yeah, was I being arrogant to think that anybody would notice my crotch? The fact of that's coming, All right. you're coming to the point. Okay. You haven't come to grips when you're being, okay, when you've come to the, the fact... Which I have. Right. Okay. I know I'm old. Yeah, okay? it's over for you. Ain't nobody looking at you anyway. That's true. Nobody cares. That's true. Okay? You could walk out there with a brown stain on you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and except for the odor, no one cares. All right? They're not They're not looking at you. So I should have just you're let not, it ride. You're not attractive to anyone. That's true. That's okay? true. I'm very okay? unattractive. I grant you that. Yeah. I mean, and, and it just... It just doesn't matter. If I so, was in my 200-section nubs that I normally sit in three rows from the top, I wouldn't have thought anything about it. But I had to just—I had to walk by so many people. Well, my the, feet were on the wood. The you know what I mean? Is, Everybody is looking down, not looking at me, no, but looking in my general direction. Looking, and I got this—I got a spot the size of like all, a coaster at the these, bar on my drawers. All these ghosts that you're afraid of. Oh yeah, they're, they're yeah. looking. These people are looking through you. You think? Just you think like, no just like a little spirit. Why? You're nothing but in the way of, of that split second of the court that they're trying to see. Okay. You mean nothing to them. Even with a big spot on my pants. Nothing. Now, at do you think all. if anyone had noticed, should I care? I cared Certainly a bit. not. That was embarrassing. Certainly not. I wet myself, Rick. Not significantly, <laughs> no. but for all intents and purposes, <laughs> I wet myself in public. No, see, that's the thing. You didn't wet yourself. See, that's yet another thing. You <laughs> oh, I got to draw that <laughs> distinction. <laughs> you did wet yourself. You just didn't know that you were done yet. That's all. Yeah, that that's disconcerting that's, to me. That's right just there. all it was. So what do I do going forward then? Do I is there at this age now, is there a, like another an additional fifteen second waiting period before I declare that the deed done? Or do I just roll the dice? It hasn't happened since, but I'm concerned. Well it was only about last this. week. Well, that's the thing. Well, you just you just stand there. So there's like an additional waiting See, period well, that I'm not yeah, used to. Yeah, what you to. do is you stand there and like, I mean, of course, you're familiar with the song American Pie. Yes, of course. Uh, well, run the whole thing through your head. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. That's like seven minutes. <laughs> exactly. I stand there when that long. When it's over, you'll be okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, wow, I'm gonna have to budget more time in my well, day. Well, see, I'm getting to this, you know another few years. I'm gonna have to run in a god of through <laughs> my head. So, right, I don't know why I felt compelled to talk about this. I have no yet, idea but it either. Has stuck with me bodily for, functions. It, I love, it has stuck with me for well, eight you, days. You're well, not young. eight days. You're young. Six I mean, days. Just you, you will slowly. And another thing is, pretty soon it won't. You know, in another four or five years. All of a sudden, you'll look down at your your little prep, your stats or your balls and socks or mm-hmm. whatever, and you'll look, and then all of a sudden, you're going to start moving it around. 
Yeah. Because you yeah. can't see it. I hope that doesn't happen. Oh, it will. For everything that's falling apart, I still got silly eyesight. Oh, Documented 2020 less than a year ago, Rick. Trust me. Documented. My brother is 63 years old. All right. He still has 2010 is that good? Vision far that away. far off. Still needs reading glasses. Uh, I don't close. want that. Well, fortunately, I refuse to recreationally read, so that shouldn't be an issue for me. Well, well and I would you highly, have to read stats. I would, you have to well, read your true. little haunted computer screen. It, it is but haunted. Too. All right, let's get on enough of my uh, know, urinary kind of tract issues. Let's get on to... Uh, Speaking of which... Oh, here we go. I've opened up a can of worms. No, no, no. <laughs> no I mean, just see how we got off track here. It's what happens. When the season's over. Are we going to talk about this now? I'm going to. Go ahead. Because I'm it. ready. All right. When the season's over, we're moving. Yes, we are doing that. We're if moving. If you notice, this show wasn't live tonight, if any of you were trying we to We are rebranding. It. We don't know the name of the show yet, but we are branding. The Asylum Sports Show will probably be no more. We are well, at least going, the Asylum Fantasy Sports well, Show. It may not even be the sign. It may be something just totally wacko. We haven't decided. Well, I think yet. it's we're still going to be sports centric. Yeah. Oh yes, sports centric. But I, of course, I'm tired of having the shackles of fantasy football. But we are going to have at least a two-hour show. Oh. And we will be covering the world of sports. Yeah, everything. Everything. We're covering all sports, including some fantasy. Yeah, a lot of fantasy, I think, because this is what we do. And we'll be covering... This is what we love, and yeah. I want to get back to where I love it. Right. It's turned into a job that we don't right. get paid for, and I hate it. And we're going to be covering news. We're going to be covering... Me wetting myself. <laughs> yes, personal issues. <laughs> there, we'll call it that. Yeah. That's why it sounds better. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, Rick's bodily functions and everything <laughs> else that entails our world. Yeah. You know, look, we... as, as we know it, and... and I'm very excited. I am. And and it's good. This be- show has been a blast. It is. We've talked fantasy. We've talked sports in general. We've talked football in general. We've talked about what we have going on. Ghosts. This is what we do best. Here's the sh- plan. And we, we've got a lot of planning left to do. We're sticking with blog talk radio, even though it is just a nightmare. And you'll notice we deliberately didn't even make an effort to go live today because I always end up having to replace the feed anyhow. The chat room won't work right. We can't take any phone calls. You remember last week we couldn't get Patrick on. I had to Skype him in on an outside uh, component to get him on the show. So that's become a nightmare. We're going to stick with him this week because we do love the slant, and the slant's never going away. That's going to be our real fantasy contribution. We're going to continue doing our show on the Fantasy Sports Network. They will always be available to you wherever we go. I will piece this together so you have one hour of fantasy talk, dedicated fantasy talk to us, and we're a little more rigid over there. We have to be. So you can get that. If you want general sports, if you want lifestyle, if you want guy talk, if you want some old curmudgeon and some guy who still thinks he's young but's wetting his pants in public, <laughs> that dynamic going on, that's what the other show is going to be about. It's going to be fun. There's a lot of you that get that, and you're our bread and butter. And we have people come and go who browbeat us, that IJ, AJ, IJE douche. I really wish I had that drop tonight. It would come in handy a couple of times who got us down a path of getting away from who we are and doing what we do, and that's what we want to avoid. So that's going to be our show. That's almost going to be our vanity project. I hope you come with us. There's going to be a lot more details to come, but there will be plenty of fantasy. There will be an hour Fantasy Sports Network show for you that we make available to you outside of the Fantasy Sports Network if you don't want to go that route. And the slant's never going to go away because I do have a blast doing that. Exactly. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for the details. 
If you're listening to this show, you will not want to miss the other If you're listening one. to this and saying, well, you two idiots shut up and start reading stats to me, this new show is probably not going to be yours. If you're still listening, it, it might be something you enjoy, so stick with us. We're going to have a live platform, a better live platform. we got a lot of work to do in the meantime, but since we're off on the tangent, we'll just we'll give you that, that little hint. I think Rick's alluded to it all over Twitter, brings it up uh, subtly once a show. Yeah, no, I like it. Just throw it out there once and for all. Exactly. We gotta be truthful, and you know, Mazel, you know, get excited about it. I mean, right. I, I, I know I am. So yeah, yeah. I'm having fun today. All right, balls and sauce. Yeah, I do like doing these. I'm Go going ahead. to first game ball. All right. Okay, I'm not. You know, look, Antonio Brown. Well, you gets, have to say <laughs> Antonio Brown gets the world game ball. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm going to throw one out to Jordan Matthews. How about it? Huh? Here is a guy. Listen to the slant. Who told you about this? Oh yeah. Who told you about this? Exactly. Your boy. Exactly. That's who. You're, you're right. You the did. Oracle. This is a guy that has been nothing short of underwhelming all <laughs> He's year. Been a disaster. And well, in in it's been Sam Bradford. And Chip Kelly, as far as I'm concerned, I think they finally figured out, hey, we use this guy, we can actually score some points. Nine catches, buck 33 and a touchdown. Big game ball. Yeah, the nine catches is what sticks out to me. Because if it wasn't for that overtime slant, you can't take it away, but if they – if somebody missed a field goal, wasn't the, the Eagles kicker missed? Somebody missed a field goal earlier in that game, or that thing shouldn't have been in overtime. Right. So that's what forty yards and a touchdown you have to take away. So if, let's take that catch away from him and play this game. Still eight catches. This is why I like this kid. This is why I advocated drafting him high. The yardage wasn't going to be there, but he played that role, that high volume role. And somebody, some oracle, some handsome chap on the Sunday morning inside slant told you that he got a little Iggy coming out of Philadelphia saying that Jordan Matthews was secretly dealing with a hand issue, that his hand was injured, and that that led to his targets had always been there, and he had two problems. Number one, he was dropped. Not number one. Number one, Sam Bradford was throwing the ball to him, so a lot of them weren't within 15 yards of him. But number two, he was dropping a ton of passes, and they finally got attributed to this hand injury that he refused to talk about, that he refused to lean on. He just took responsibility for the drops. Came out last week, said it's finally 100% healthy, and bam, he reels in nine balls. He caught everything thrown his way. Exactly. I said going I think going forward, I don't think it's going to be as overwhelming as it was last year because Sam Bradford is just so bad. And I think if Mark San, if the Sanchez finds his way into the lineup someday, which he might, I think it gets even better. But I think Jordan Matthews is definitely arrow up right now. Yes, indeed. No doubt about that. All right, Rick, I'm going to jump into it. Oh, who could it be? I think we got to talk about this guy because, wow, you know, we, we had all that fun with my uh, Air Coriel Dolphins for a couple of weeks and got the big butt boom, and then they've looked terrible for the last several weeks after that. Lamar Miller with this new coach, with the Danimal as his coach, has really turned around. Only 44 rush yards last week, but two touchdowns. This is regardless of all the success of Jay Ajayi last week. Yeah. But added another seven catches for 97 yards. They are running through this offense through Lamar Miller, which was the issue when this team was, to use your term, Philbanized for several weeks this year, that it just refused to use Lamar Miller. When you give this kid the ball, 44 rush yards, seven catches, 97 yards, two touchdowns, big game ball to Lamar. Yeah, no doubt. 141 total yards and two touchdowns. Man, I'll tell you what, use this guy. And, and, you know, 
in in his defense, I J E, you know, average eight yards a carry, yeah. but five you know. for forty one as Scott made made us well aware. Yeah, the exactly. Game. <laughs> exactly. Okay, speaking of stinky socks, I mean, you know, we covered this guy ad nauseum, but Eddie Lacy, five carries, ten yards, a fumble. I mean, come on. I mean, there's no way that you should be that bad. No, I, it, it's simple as that. Inexplicable. I mean, it's a good defense they were up against, I grant you. They got so far behind in the first half that it was just the Aaron Rodgers show in the second half. I get that. Yeah, but, okay, but come they were, on. They were playing the Denver defense, right? No. They were playing oh, the Car- right. Carolina. Uh, that's right. I'm, yeah, well, I apologize. he stunk I'm, against the Denver defense, exactly, too. Yeah. You could make that argument. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, my argument's gone because I, I was a week behind. Yeah, because it wasn't that, that, that far removed that his – Horrid performance against Denver. Latavius Murray right. had 100 yards. Right. So I don't know what his problem is, and we can't go into it any longer. Yeah. But I think we will find out this week if it's physical limitations. I put this one in the stinky sock column, Rick, because I want to know, does he deserve a stinky sock or a game ball for this performance? I've never seen anything like it. Chris Ivory, Rick, 23 carries, 26 yards. Completely inexplicable. I believe this was the Jaguars they were playing against, Rick, and not the 85 Bears, right? But still managed to score two touchdowns. So is it big thumbs down for that horrific rushing performance or thumbs up that you still saved about 15, 16 fantasy points on what has to be the worst day of your career? It's hard to imagine, you know – Averaging whatever that was, one point, yeah, basically a yard a yard carry. carry is what it boils down to. Yeah. But kudos to the Jets for sticking with the run game. Yeah, you give them 23 carries even though they can't move the ball that right. way. Right, and he still ended up finding the end zone twice. So, I mean, you know, I, I yeah, you, you give the stinky sock for the, for the performance itself, but, I mean, you know, I, I'm giving a game ball to the Jets for sticking with what they believe in. And, you know, they pulled out a close win against a a pretty game Jacksonville team. Yeah, and I put it in there to have the discussion that here's why I want all the Chris Ivory I can get from here on out. And Chris Ivory's name seems to come up in a lot of trades. We had that email earlier we talked about on the Fantasy Sports Network show. I want me some Chris Ivory because even if the numbers aren't there, first of all, he's got a nose for the end zone. That's what they do when they get inside the red right. zone. They run the ball. So many teams try to run so many cute plays, and you got so many people sniping touchdowns. Ask any Jonathan Stewart owner about right. that. Chris Ivory's getting that ball, and regardless of how it's going, good, bad, or indifferent, he's getting the ball 20 times. And, and I think I, that's why. Give me some Chris Ivory, because most times if you give him 23 carries, he's going to crest 100. This and was one just thing annoying. I like about the Jets this year, with the weapons they put around a Ryan Fitzpatrick, the run games wasn't working. Right. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brandon Marshall, you know, how about Eric, Eric Decker. Decker. Every they can, week they can bail them out. Now you can't say, okay, man, we shut down yeah, shut Chris down, Ivory. We, Chris we Ivory won the game. Uh-uh. Yards, you won that game. Now Normally I, you would. If Gino now was you got to start the passing game. You work on the, on trying to double-team Brandon Marshall. Then Chris Ivory have 150 yards again. Right. So, I mean, you know, they already did that two weeks in a row. Miami and Washington, he, he ran for over 300 yards against those two. You know, of course, they had a, a close loss in New England. But he scored against New England. Right. Okay, he only had the, the 
53 total yards, but he scored. He was shut down against Oakland. But they were jumped on so quick. Right, right. Fitzpatrick went out. Geno come no, in. That, that game was, was over. That, that second. Throw that game, that game out. Right. Jacksonville, a game effort. They stopped Ivory, but the passing game kept them in. Ivory got in the end zone twice. I agree. All That's right. Game ball. Game ball. You time. know I got a soft spot for the old tight ends. Yes, Owen Daniels, did. buddy. How about it? Six huh? catches, 102 yards, and a touchdown. I like this guy. What about going forward? Vernon Davis in town. You know, I'm not really so worried about Vernon Davis as much. Um, and I'll tell you why. And I may be totally wrong, but we've seen Vernon Davis in the past in San Francisco. He doesn't seem to me, and like I said, I could be totally wrong, but he just doesn't seem to me to be the type of personality no. that goes into – a team, a place like Denver, and realizes that Peyton runs this place. Right. And uh, Omaha, yeah, 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 on the offense and everything. I don't know if he's going to grasp it. I would worry about that. I, that's my biggest concern with someone what like him. What I would him. think is if it's a personality issue, I would think, and I don't know what he's like, quite honestly. I don't I either. don't have any perspective of Peyton Manning as a verbal leader, and he may be. But I think there's an aura around Peyton Manning that most folks come in and fall into line. Maybe my concern's more with Vernon Davis, and I actually ran out and picked him up in a couple of leagues when I heard that, just because I think they were starving for what Owen Daniels did last week. And I don't know, maybe they finally found it with Owen Daniels. I don't know, but I think that was lacking. The, I, the, the biggest difference between the Denver Broncos circa 2014 and 2015 was Julius Thomas. He was such a threat. You look at it, for all the struggles Peyton Manning's had, Rick, Demarius Thomas is still getting his. Yeah. Emmanuel Sanders is still Just, getting his. Exactly. So we got two problems. We got the offensive line, which is a disaster, and I've decided I am done bagging on Ronnie Hillman and C.J. Anderson. That offensive line stinks in Denver. That's their weak spot. As good as that defense is, as good as Peyton – theoretically is, at least his mind, not so much his arm, right. as good as those running backs. Number one, the offensive line stinks, but number two, really misses Julius Thomas. He was his bailout. Yeah, he does. He was his safety valve. He was that extra weapon that I think allowed the running game to go because that was one more guy you had to look at. I don't think anybody fears Owen Daniels is my point. Well, maybe not, but I, I think – now, two or three more of these performances, they will. Well, I, th I think, you know, maybe we failed to take into consideration a little bit. You think about, okay, they lost Julius Thomas and they lost Jacob Tammy. Two tight ends that knew the offense, True. knew Peyton Manning. Right. Owen Daniels didn't know him coming in. And now Vernon Davis does it. I think Owen Daniels certainly showed, you know, maybe not showed, but – I, I have to think that he's got a much better grasp of that offense. Right. A lot more comfortable with it. Now we're working into week 10. True. And, you know. This is why you don't see trades in the NFL. You, unlike right. in baseball. Now, Vernon Davis, if you start looking weeks ahead, I mean, your fantasy football aside, you start getting into the NFL playoffs. He's going to make some important touchdowns. Now, <laughs> exactly. At some point in it, this season. Exactly. Because where you can throw out beast. all the Omaha, all the nonsense at the line of scrimmage, where you get inside the 20 and you say, all right, Vernon, 
you and your 270 pound frame and your four five forty, you run for that pile on. I'm gonna get it to you. <laughs> you're gonna see that a few times. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think you're ever gonna see the big numbers. You're not gonna see the Julius Thomas numbers, but you're gonna see some big plays out of Vernon Davis before this year's over because that's why you bring him in. That I red agree. zone threat that he could be. I agree. All right, next to the game ball. Rick, this one stunned me, and we talked a lot about him with Jersey on, on Sunday, and Jersey come in saying he was taking the wait and see with Sammy. We agreed with him. We got a lot of things right on Sunday. We all got this one wrong. How about Sammy Watkins? Eight, 168 and a touchdown, and a lot of those eight were tough. Yeah. They were covering this a lot on the red zone. I saw a lot of these plays, and that kid was just flat getting it done. Yeah, and, and you know, Jersey, sorry, buddy. I mean, but, you know, it was uh... – you know, we thought that was a smart play to take a wait and see on him. Look, it, it wasn't that We waited and we saw. Yeah, we saw, all right. I mean, it wasn't two, three weeks ago. They were ready to run him out on a rail in Buffalo. You know, with what he said about the little jobs and the little people right. and so forth. Well, you know, eight catches, 168 yards, another touchdown. <laughs> they love him again. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's a good guy. Yeah. The, the, what I have concern with. Is this what we can come to expect from Sammy Watkins, or is this going to be Keenan Allen of last year? You know, where he turns into a three-catch, twenty-eight-yard performance next week. And this offense, probably. That's what. That's my fear. That's Tyrod Taylor back there. It ain't Tom Brady. It ain't Peyton no. Manning. It ain't Ben Roethlisberger. It's and Tyler's Tyrod Taylor has been great. But what I don't expect is, especially at the receiver position, consistent production. Because there's going to be games. Yeah, this, this is Rex Ryan coaching. There's going to be games where Tyrod Taylor's running all over the place. You know, circa Mike Vick in 2003, 2004. Right. There's going to be games where if you get McCoy healthy and Carlos Williams is healthy and had a monster game last week where you're going to see a two- or three-headed monster in that running game, and it's going to look more like a rugby game. It's going to look more like a Division two college game because that defense is good enough and they can run the ball so well, and they're just going to supplement with a guy like Watkins. So that is the fear with Sammy. He's going to drive you nuts. He has his potential, but neither of us are going to be stunned if right. tomorrow night, because I believe they play the Jets tomorrow, if he goes out and has three for well, 28 or something. And that's the thing. Okay, he caught every single one of his eight targets. Right. He had 168 yards. Tyrod Taylor had 181 yards <laughs> passing. You, you're not going to do that, you can't sustain that. against the Jets. No. And, and you're and not going to. Revis is going to. Exactly. You're finished. And Sam. you're not going to do that against week in and week out in the NFL period. No. These guys are smart. It doesn't matter what team you're playing. You right. go against Detroit, they're going to, okay, you know, there's going to be two guys in Sammy Watkins. Right. At all times. So yeah, who else? Robert Woods. I mean, who else are you afraid of on that side? Come well, in that that's it. Doesn't matter. That's that's the whole point. Yeah, I mean, until Sammy proves he's a Calvin Johnson, right. where no one can defend him. That's you what's just, gonna happen. It almost makes you wonder when you see that. I was unaware of Tyrod only having 181 passing yards. Were the Dolphins as surprised as we were that Sammy Watkins was that healthy? Right. And you almost wonder, you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. No, a lot of this 168 and that touchdown were on one big play where Taylor just heaved it up and Watkins made a hell of a catch. Well, that 44 yards, but still, when you have all but, what, 13 y passing yards? Right. I mean, you know, something tells me. You can't sustain that. Right. 
and Watkins is going to have huge weeks, and he's going to have weeks where he's just going to he's just going to go away. So I think he's going to be a question. And I think we're going to have a lot of questions from here on out on the slant concerning Sammy Watkins. Speaking of the slant, I wonder. I I think Dean listens to the midweek show too. Dean, if you could shoot us an email or a tweet, or if you have time Sunday morning to give us a call. I want to know what decision you made as Rick and I disagreed on your running back conundrum on your dumpster fire where he insisted that along with D'Angelo you play Latavius Murray, who you're looking real good there for a hot second till the injury. Yeah. And I insisted you play Lamar Miller, and basically I told you you should go with who you think's right, who you like better, that clearly should be me. And I don't know. He he never tipped his hand at which direction no, he was he didn't. Uh, I think he was going Lamar, I believe, I hope but he I, did. I don't know. I hope he did. And, and, you know, I mean, I would stand by that. He, had 90, well, he got the big week out of D'Angelo. You get right. 90 out of Latavius. It probably didn't hurt him either way. He had way. 96 yards well on his way to 100 yards. Oh, he's going to have a big game. It was Steelers a vicious couldn't hit. couldn't even slow him down. No. He, just, he just got Which brings down. back to the mind the stupid play of yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mike Mitchell. Let's yeah, pose yeah. before the play is over. Yeah. All right, let's go for stinky socks. All huh? right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. I'll give a stinky song. I don't know who's up here. I'm going to give this one. Do we overreact? Is it just a a product of uh, Teddy Bridgewater literally going to sleep on the field and a product of playing against a good Rams defense? Stephon Diggs crashes back to earth last week. Three catches, 42 yards. Any worry whatsoever or just, just a group of circumstances that didn't work in his favor? That's hard to say. I mean, you know, you worry about the hit Teddy Bridgewater took. But Apparently, he passed his first concussion. Well, test. that's they good. They fully expect him to go this week. That's good. I mean, that is that was the biggest concern I would have. I can't remember on the Diggs. last time I saw someone actually out, actually asleep. He was unconscious. Yeah. That was scary. That was yeah, terrifying. It was. Exactly, and, and you know, and I know nothing about this, but you know, isn't it something? You see some of these concussions that happened to people on innocuous plays, and it doesn't even look like they were injured. Right. And then the guys that look like they get knocked cold. Yeah, he passes first Seem to be better for something. Yeah, he's I, still I mean, in the protocol, but barring a setback, he's going to suit up this week in Oakland. Right. They fully expect it. Well, then. Stunning. Um, Absolutely stunning. Yeah, depending on, who, you know, and there would be an interesting slant question. You go Stephon Diggs or Sammy Watkins. I mean, that would be. Oh, you know we're going to get that question. A hideous too. question. And, and, and just quite the conundrum to be in. Well, we, luckily we won't have to face it this week because I think Buffalo plays tomorrow. So That's true. They're gonna, yeah. you, you, they only Good got about point. 24 hours, less than 24 yeah. hours to ask us. And so I'm I've, not checking the email. Yeah, I might just avoid Twitter <laughs> between now and then because I, I don't know. I, I don't have any grave concerns. That St. Louis defense is good, number one. This game was all about Adrian Peterson, number two. Th- this looked like vintage Vikings with Matt Castle and all those other rum-dumb quarterbacks they've had over the years where you give it to where you give it to Adrian Peterson over and over again. And you lost Teddy Bridgewater for a good part of the second half of that game, and so the, you're not going to have the dynamics. And so I'm not worried about it, but I know we recommended Stephon Diggs a lot on Sunday, so maybe sticking to us, yeah. we might have missed that one. Yeah, full disclosure, we missed on that one. Oh, we only got a minute left, Rick. Yes, let's indeed. give one more and let's get out of here. All right, let's do it. Okay, Stinky Sock, Melvin Gordon. Ugh. 
11 carries, 31 yards. How much more Melvin Gordon do we have to put up with with socks? I mean, maybe we just give him a sock until uh, 2015 it, sock. Till it doesn't fit. Right. You know, because Danny Woodhead is the man and it's in only San going Diego. To, and it's only going to continue. Yeah. Now Malcolm Floyd's gone. So we've lost Keenan Allen. Yeah. Now Malcolm, Malcolm Floyd. Floyd's out indefinitely. Looks like You're probably right. for the year. So it's Stevie Johnson and 12 guys you never heard Gates. of. And Danny Woodhead. Yeah, Antonio and Gaze, with Danny your Woodhead. lack of passing options, Danny Woodhead's going to have to be on the field. And yet, more Phil often. Rivers will still throw for three eighty, three eighty, and three touchdowns right. and two picks. That's what he's going to do. Right. But it's going to be to Antonio Gates. It's going to be to Danny Woodhead. Right. In the meantime, Melvin Gordon's going to get eleven carries when Danny Woodhead needs a it needs a blow from running. Right. routes every single down. It's just a bad set of circumstances. Melvin Gordon, Rick, I contend, is going to be good in this league. He will solve these fumble issues. When you, I've said it 25 times on this show. When you watch him run, he looks like a pro back. He is going to be a good back. It's just he's not a fit on this team right now. That, that's all it is, and it's not going to get any better between now and then as the focus has to come more and more on Danny Woodhead and his skill set with the fact that they lose every Everybody single receiver else. that they put on the field. Exactly. I agree. All right, let's get out oh, of yeah, here, Oh, yeah, this show was rough. I had a little bit of a confessional moment. We, we, that was a good we show. We basically admitted we don't want to do fantasy football yeah. shows anymore. That's not what we That's said. That's not but. true. That's not true at all. But, but you know, I, I did like the idea that you wet show. yourself. Now, I really enjoyed that. I mean, uh, now I know what to get you for Christmas. Yeah, it depends. It dep- Remember when Sarah Goosa was selling those? Yeah, yeah exactly. You might have to see if Tony can hook me up there. So let's get out of here. Thanks so much for joining us if, if you got time saturday one o'clock eastern replayed at nine fantasy sports network.com and why cable wouldn't vision, you have time yeah, you better make time cable vision channel 147 all up and down the east coast and canada obviously we've talked about it great advice great fun with our buddy scott fish the sunday morning inside slant 10 o'clock eastern right here on the asylum sports network asylum fantasy sports.com aside yeah asylum fantasy sports.com and blog talk radio yes, they drop us a line asylum football gmail.com asylum fantasy sports at gmail.com at asylum football on twitter until sunday we'll see you take care <laughs> <laughs>